Christian Ritchie here with your Home Time Show podcast. As you probably heard, the big announcement, not only yesterday, but the whole week has been about this. We are challenging ourselves to do a 24-hour jukebox on the 30th of September, 10am to 10am. That's 24 hours. Uh, that's 24 hours, just working out yet. Uh, for the amazing Teenage Cancer Trust. So it's uncharted territory for Richie and I. We don't know how it's going to go, but we would appreciate your support in any way you can help. We know how we feel at the end of three hours. So oh. we've got a bit of an idea of how it's going to go. Imagine the hunger. I mean, we're both absolutely starving at the end of uh, a three-hour show. I am hoping to be on first terms with a delivery rider. We do. We need to, <laughs> we need some something like that going on, don't we? That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But or any any little things that you think would help, or any suggestions for the day, or if you want to, there's, there's lovely people who are already donating. We're going to tell you at the end of the podcast how you can get involved and donate because it doesn't just have to be on the night, right all the way in the run-up, and it's such an important cause as well, the Teenage Cancer Trust. So thank you to people who've done that so far. Go Going back to yesterday's podcast uh, and with the amount of food that I plan to consume during the 24-hour jukebox, I'm going to bring in some wet wipes and put them in the fridge. <laughs> oh, yes. What a perfect way to get refreshed. <laughs> I bought aftershave for the first time in years today and do you know what? It felt good. Uh, it was from a local shop in Leon. I couldn't even tell you what it's called. It's not, it's not like a big brand thing. I think those days for me now, branded aftershave, done. <laughs> Just any, just anything to slap on your side of your chops, that's it. And it's weird because, do you remember, like, your aftershave or your scent or your perfume was like a big thing? It was like a big waypoint in becoming an adult. And then you get to a certain age, you can't be bothered anymore. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and just on, on the point of, like, aftershave and scents and smells and stuff like that, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but smells really teleport me. Like, so if, if I walk past someone yeah. who's wearing the same, like, perfume as as an ex or a girl I've dated or whatever yes. back in the day back in the sepia tone bush history yes. and I mean my name nothing else um, it really does take me back it's like a really weird like it's straight there in my memory it's yep. an amazing thing um, but there's something about that first you know, when you're like in, your, in the early days and you're just kind of finding out who you are there's something about that first scent that you have that will stay with you for the rest of your life it's an, indel an indelible mark on you so I remember when I, when I was like a teenager there were two after shapes that I had in quick succession. At the time I thought it was the bee's knees, but I probably absolutely stunk. Uh, one was jazz. Do you remember jazz? <laughs> I genuinely I had jazz on and I, I honestly thought I was Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh, and then I went from that to another really powerful potent one called Jupe. <laughs> You stayed with the J's. I stayed with all the J's. So that that for me, first scent. Any any recollection of what it was for you like back in the day? I clung on to Lynx Africa for way too long than I should have done. Even the good people at Lynx would, would admit this is not a scent, all right? It's, it's a good, a good it, smell. It's a deodorant with a smell. Um, the first scent that I had, I can remember the bottle. I couldn't tell you what the make was. Well, because it was all the bottle was half the thing, wasn't it? The bottle it? was half the thing. It looked like an orange golf ball. And I thought, that's cool, all right? I played a lot of golf at the time. I'll yeah. go with that. Couldn't tell you who made it. I, do, I think I might remember. I don't know. I'm with you. I can't remember the name of the brand. But it looked like the modern Pokemon ball you yes. might get now, but orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. anyone can remember what that is... Tell me what it was, and then I'll come back to you and tell you the exact brand of that first scent. But that's what it came it's out of. missing piece of the memory right there. Lucy's just tweeted now uh, saying her first ever scent was... And, I, I, and again, I don't want to just name exes here, but I remember going out with one of my first girlfriends used to wear this, Lulu. Do you remember Lulu? Again, like a slightly Parisian smell, but <laughs> whacked on way too thick. So, what was the first aftershave or perfume you ever had back in the day? Uh, I can put a name to that first one now. So many people have said... <laughs> 
I think everyone, the home time listenership has been Googling for me in the last three minutes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this one here at the top of this screenshot, men's fragrance that has an orange spherical bottle. That's what this Lady Claire has put in. Good on that. Um, it was Hugo Boss Orange. They, Boss Orange. Boss Orange, that was my first one. The clue is even in the name. Looks like a little orange there, which is fantastic. Uh, loving this, Josh and Dad, uh, Andy in the car, Andy wore Aramis, Davidoff cool water for Josh. Martin's tweeted to say, Tommy Hilfiger. Now, this is interesting, says, which I still knew, use now, and then it takes me back to my youth. Do you know what? I, I put this on Twitter earlier on, and I had so many people come in with this one that uh, Dave Bacon, who's got a cracking name, <laughs> I'd love to see him maybe with his friend like Gary Eggs. Eggs and Bacon, like a detective combo. How good would that be on ITV1? And ironic that he's talking about fragrances, and his surname is one of the greatest. There you go. It's all there in front I'd of you. I'd wear bacon. Uh, he has come up with, he says, Kuros, which I'm sure that's like um, like a kebab thing you get in a wrap if you go abroad. It's a churros and it's a dessert. Is it? Oh, OK, whoops. <laughs> but does anyone else have curos? It's bizarre. There's so many people have mentioned it. I've never heard of this aftershave before in my life. Neil's come forward with insignia that I've not seen for a very, very, very long time. He's he's presented it in aftershave form, but you could have that as a roll-on, you could have it as a stick. It was all sorts, but it was a beautiful set. The gift set you used to get from, like, grandparents and stuff at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Simon says, mandate. I believe Fabergé, a Christmas presentation box with an aftershave and soap on a rope circa 1985. <laughs> And we've got Paul on the line. Paul, what was your first scent? First fragrance was back in the 80s, so um, it was uh, it was tabac, <gasps> or tabac. Oh, my which... God. This is so weird. I, my nana bought me and my brother a tabac gift. Well your nana. <laughs> 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 no, do you know, it's, it was from Birkenhead Market she got it. Uh, what was your memory of tabac, the scent? It just, it just, like, it just stunk of uh, old cat and cat pee, to say the least. <laughs> So it was just, uh, yeah, it was one of those unusual things. I never managed to pull any girlfriends at all, you know what I mean? Back in the 80s, when I were about 17, 18 years of age. Amazing. It's amazing the stuff that you could get, though. Like, obviously, that was tobacco from the market. I kid you not, the year after she bought, this is my nana, bought me and my brother um, tobacco from Birkenhead Market, she bought us underwear, Calvin Club. <laughs> instead of Calvin <laughs> Klein. Those were the days. Do you remember Haikarati? Yes. Haikarati and denim. Two absolute beauties. Paul, if you want, you can still be going with your tobacco. uh, It's been going since Um, 1959, I'm checking here, and it says accented with tobacco and vanilla. That's what they're going with. Really? Yeah. (laughs) We can still get it, Paul. Still there, mate. I'll get it on my, I'll get it on my Christmas list. I'll ask him to get me some. Fantastic. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you, mate. You take care. Take it easy. Lot of brute chat. Lot of brute chat. Mark, uh, John, <laughs> splash it all over. What a great inspired catchphrase that was. I used to love the bottle for brute because it looked like Worcester sauce. <laughs> Just shake it out. Um, Liam, the mucky fat sandwich man from the other night on the show, he's been back on. Quorum. He says, my dad used to wear it. Gave me half the bottle for my first night out on the town. I felt like a real man. Uh, and then this one here from Chris on the Scottish Borders. Versace blue jeans. Oh, Ali, what was yours? Oh, my first one was cachet, but it's been discontinued. Oh! Is that... Um... And it, it, it had a strap line of something along the lines of no two women smell the same. <laughs> it's a bit menacing, isn't it? <laughs> so, if you were chucking it out, were you clearing your cachet? It's, see? Oh, that yes. could have been a strap line they for They shouldn't have gone with that. Yeah. Cachet. Because no cachet. two women smell the, the same. same. <laughs> different times, different times, Ali. It's the truth. And I saved up my paper round money to buy that, you know. I'm gutted they still don't sell it. 
Always lovely and an honour to have this chap on the show uh, from Rock and Roll Football and a friend of the show. It's Mr Matt Ford. How you doing, Matt? Thank you very much. Friend of and fan of the show. Oh, Matt, I'd just like to jump in at this point. Uh, the last three times that you've been on this show, I've not been here. You I decided sh- to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to send me a message, mate. <laughs> no, I just, just, just want to check that uh, this, this isn't some kind of uh, issue that has been left to fester. Have oh, I, no, have well, I said something about Forrest that I didn't realise? <laughs> well, no, but you're the one who's not been here. I've, I've been turning up, mate. He's been I'm there. the one who should be paranoid. I just don't want you to you're think... You're the one who hates my guts. <laughs> I don't want you to think that you've been booked on weeks that I'm off because I've got some kind of issue and they're thinking, oh, Richie's off. We can get 40 on, finally. <laughs> well, it's good to finally talk to you after all this time, mate. I think the reason that they they don't get 4D on when I'm here yeah. is because they're worried that I'm going to pitch my Hugh Edwards impression. Oh, oh. Let's, have a, let's have a listen. Go on, give it a go. It's the world's shortest impression, and, and you're free to have it if you want. I've noticed that when, yeah. when, whenever he comes back from somebody like who's been talking in some far-off land on the news, he'll go, thank you for that. Oh, wow. That's, that was amazing. That's good, isn't it? That's it. That's all I do. I can't do any other words. <laughs> I couldn't do any other words in the style of Hugh Edwards, but thank you for that. Oh, my God. You really captured the gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost see him taking his glasses off. Yeah. Wow. I can see him looking down and then looking up at the camera. Wow. <laughs> Is there time for that to be in the new series of Spitting Image this Saturday? In a word, no. Oh, oh. so close. We'd have to make a puppet, Richie. Richie does raise a very good point. Uh, you're back. The brand new series of Spitting Image starts this weekend. Uh, I'm just looking at the little info thing here. There are loads of new puppets and characters in. Uh, tell us about that. How come you've got so many new people on this? Well, because it turns out 100 puppets isn't actually that many. So that's how many we had for the first series. And if you think, like, the cabinet... I think we had six or seven of the cabinet. That's like... Well, by definition, six or seven percent. So, like, <laughs> you realise actually, even if you had six or seven people in, and you only had ten sketches, you're actually using very few people. So, hopefully, each series now we just add and add and add and add. Because if you think of the old Spitting Image, yeah, they had thousands. We've mentioned on the show before. I went to the Yorvik Centre in York, and I was saying it'd be brilliant to. Uh, I love the love going there. There's loads of these kind of really realistic looking uh, animate animatronic Vikings and stuff. But locking up in the evening would be terrifying because they all look really real. Where are all the spitting image puppets and, like, who has them? Where, where are they kept? Are they in, like, some kind of hangar somewhere? We all take the ones that we voice home to become physical with them, to fully understand them. I'd love that no. to be a serious answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I sleep with Boris Trump <laughs> and Keir Starmer. Every night. I mean, to be honest, Boris sleeps with so many people, it's not beyond the realms, it's the actual Prime Minister I've got around here. But, um, I, the, the honest answer is that they're kept in a warehouse somewhere. But, yes, I wouldn't want a lot... Of, I mean, I get scared... Going to the toilet at night, let alone through some vaults where the... You know when you go there, by the way, it's like severed heads. So they have all these boxes and it's like Harry Kane, Alex Salmond, Beyonce, Oprah, Trump, Biden, Boris, and all these heads are just staring at you. You should come down, you'd love it. (laughs) You know how sometimes, like, you'll get a musical earworm in your head? Bush recently has uh, really struggled to get What Is Love by Hadaway out of his head. Still there. Tune. 93, man. It is. (laughs) Do you have uh, a voice that is the easiest to go to and you find yourself, even without trying, suddenly just, I don't know, buttering some toast and you go into a particular voice? Oh, Trump all the time. I mean, once that was such a great... Vo- Obviously, I was pleased, and I'm pleased that he's no longer in charge. Yeah. 
but oh my god because you can say anything as him and people just allow you to be foul I did so many like during lockdown corporate entertainment things where I would literally zoom businesses and just abuse their boss the guy's a total loser he's the lousiest boss I've ever seen you need to get out of there and they're going yeah that's yeah. brilliant but I would do it around the house all the time it drove my girlfriend mad that is not my towel on the floor you're fake news you can sit down now it's appalling behaviour so one of the like which is a new voice you're doing then first time ever for, for this series Hugh Edwards starts. Has he got a bit of Hugh Edwards as well? <laughs> a lot of work Thanks in the background. That. Thank you for that. How do you how how do you go about like getting a, a new voice down uh, and everything, an impression? Probably shouldn't admit this, but the other day I got asked if I could do Chris Whitty, and instead of saying no, I said yes, and they said, right, you're on the call in like an hour, and I had to just go on YouTube and watch. I mean, obviously Chris Whitty's been on telly probably more than most people for the past year and a half. I've got no idea what he sounds like. So just get YouTube up. And you know if you sort of pull the face of the person, that kind of helps. Yeah. Because then at least you're blowing the wind out. It's almost like playing an instrument. So he kind of has that kind of almost um, a grimace on his face, doesn't he? Almost like a sort of uh, underbite. And sort of pull out. And then I think he's kind of, um, obviously like a lot of powerful people, just a nice, polite, English middle-class accent. And then I noticed that he had quite soft R's. So, uh, careful how you hear that. I was going to say, that's oh, personal. Hello to everyone listening on medium wave still. Oh, he's got lovely tight R's. <laughs> the spread of the virus. And I just ended up doing it. I mean, I've got no idea whether that sounds like him or not. But some of the... Phil Foden I'm doing on this series. He's one of my favourite footballers. A lot of the footballers, actually have really gentle voices. So you see them in an England kit yeah. during the Euros, you know, when you see the pictures of them roaring, it's like, and then you hear him interviewed afterwards that, I thought it was a great game of football. <laughs> and I think we might win, you know, but you know, depends whether Gareth picks me or not. And you're like, oh my God, they've all got these lovely, they're very sweet boys <laughs> um, with very soft R's. <laughs> with, with, with all the practice time and everything that's going into this, how do you have time for the new series of your political party podcast, which is moving to a fortnightly residency. It is, yeah, in the West End, in London's glittering West End, um, at the Duchess Theatre. Um, that is a really good question, and it's a question I have been asking myself. <laughs> but the, the dates are booked now, so I've got to do them. But um, I've been doing it for a few years, and it, I, the reason I put it on was this n night didn't exist. I really like political comedy, but I'm also interested in what politicians have to say, and I wanted to see them interviewed in a kind of cheeky way, Yeah. but actually get good answers out of them. So it's run for eight years um, at a place called The Other Palace, and we've moved it now to the Duchess Theatre in the West End, and my first guest the opening night is the Mayor of Manchester and big Everton fan. Come on, you blues. Andy Burnham. Is it, he's going to be a Prime Minister in not-too-distant future, don't you think? You know what? I've thought that of about... A hundred different people yeah. in the last five years. He's the man and of the people, none of though, them isn't have he? Become he does have oh. a kind of man of the people vibe. Oh, he's he's a great bloke and he's a great laugh. I've interviewed him before in Liverpool, and um, you know what? It's one of those small things. He turned up on his own, just you know, very cool in 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 the, in the right way, and was just very relaxed about it. You know, some people turn up with a hulking great entourage that they yeah. probably don't need. He just sort of turned up at this university. We had a right old laugh. And he's lovely, so I'm delighted. He'd always said he'd come on the show proper down in London, so I'm delighted I've got him for the opening night because... And also, 
It's not about whether you'd vote for these people or not. Some of these politicians are just particularly in, in, interesting. And obviously, he's a new type of mayor. He's got a lot of power. He's had a, he's had a dust down with the Westminster government and the Holyrood one. He's a really interesting person to talk to, um, particularly after the last year and a half. Um, I don't want to close our chat with um, a, th- a third pitch for you, Edward. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, mate! But I'm just thinking further about it. I mean, you could take him out of the news studio. He's in a petrol station. He's just given over his, his Tesco club card points. Yeah. And the, the, the server's <laughs> given his card back and he's going back yeah. to his car and he t- takes the card off them and he's like... Thank you for that. Just, <laughs> Hugh Edwards saying thank you for that in so many different scenarios in life. Go with it if you wish. I mean, I, I think, to be fair, the, the, the sort of phrase thank you for that could be used all day in any, in any With an situation. exclamation mark on a T-shirt or something like that, couldn't it, you know? Yeah, merchandise. I mean, spitting yeah. image merchandise with Hugh's face on it and your voice. Matt, yeah, I'm after, one, after a night of passion with his missus. There you Thank go. You for that. I'm 100% certain that you guys aren't going to be on the same uh, chat ever again after this. It's, it's spiralled completely out of control. Uh, I'll be the one not turning up next time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt, it's an honour to have you on the show. So you've got so many things going on. So just to recap then, uh, your party political uh, podcast. Yeah, it's called The Political Party. Politi- and it is podcasted. That's uh, it. But it is also a live show in London's glittering West End. Uh, that starts Monday the 27th of September. Yes. Uh Image is back this coming weekend. This Saturday, new episodes every Saturday, exclusively on BritBox. Fantastic. And, of course, you're back with rock and roll football this weekend too. Yes, when hopefully, hopefully, Forrest will win. <laughs> it's been a Don't long com- time. Commit yourself too much there. Uh, Matt Ford, <laughs> thank you so much. We appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, fellas. Thank you for that. So the last 24 hours, I've been uh, looking after our uh, our little lad all on my own. My wife's been away at a wedding. Uh, you remember on the show a couple of days ago, you guys were helping me create the ultimate uh, pack lunch. Oh yes, have to say I nailed that over the uh, over the last 12 hours or so. Thank you very much for all the uh, suggestions. Did he like the Ginsters? He wasn't so fussed. He wasn't so fussed on that. But he loved the beef dripping, and uh, he really loved the wagon wheels as well. Back to the old school foods. Uh, but obviously, yesterday, whilst I was here doing the show uh, with with you. Uh, my mother-in-law was at home looking after him, and uh, do you know what, grandparents? I, I think I think we need to be a bit more aware of them than we actually are. Uh-huh. Uh, I got home yesterday, and I was like, yeah, yeah, "Everything all right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's fine, he's fine, he's been an angel, all that kind of thing." I bought him a mouth organ. Oh my word! Like, why would you do that? All right? Why would you? Why would you do that? He's three. Why would you buy him a mouth? He's not aware of mouth organs. He's not seen mouth organs anywhere. He's never asked for a mouth organ. You'd buy him a mouth organ if you didn't like me. I was going to say top three worst instruments for a kid to be walking around the house with. Tim whistle, Irish Tim whistle, yeah. mouth organ, little tiny drum. Yeah, exactly. Those three. So I, I, I'm fully aware of the situation that's going on. You know, you you buy the mouth organ, then you leave. You go home to the grandparents' home. The parents left with the mouth organ. It's it's an absolute nightmare. We need to crack down on grandparents. Yes. Their behaviour, I believe, is out of control. They go around, you know, we, we realise they are life-experienced people, all these kindly people. Oh, yeah, grandparents. But really, they're doing these subtle little acts of disruption. And I don't think it's just our house. No, yeah, I imagine there's uh, scallywag behaviour going on from grandparents around the country right now. So I think what we need to do is call them all out collectively on this show. If there is grandparent behaviour that is... is 
overtly going on to disrupt your household. They'll come round being all nice, but they'll do something, they'll leave something and they'll go, and you're left with the consequences. Let's call them out now. It's a clampdown on grandparents on home time. Liam says this reminds me of when our four-year-old came back from grandparents in Cornwall last week with a kazoo. Do you know the top three annoying instrument this from earlier on? It's now top four. <laughs> Sarah says, my mum bought a candy floss machine. The sugar mess it created in the kitchen was ridiculous. Horrible to clean. A safety hazard. Potential burns. Mountains of sugar. Hyperactivity. The crackdown is on. Imagine whilst you're reading this, police knocking down doors. That's what's going on. Uh, Joe says, Bush and Ritchie, my mother-in-law bought my son a voice-changing alien megaphone. No, 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 she adds. That went pretty much straight in the cupboard of awful noisy presence, <laughs> along with the singing vacuum cleaner and ear-piercing metal detectors they got them for. <laughs> the party is over, grandparents. Uh, Sandra is coming forward. you want to add to the debate? Well, I've got five grandchildren and I'm always buying them things to wind the parents up, such as slime kits and noisy toys. So this is actual evidence. You're admitting that you, this is not an accident. You do this on purpose. You buy noisy things as a grandparent oh, yeah. for a reason. Definitely, yes. Sandra, what's your motive? What's your motive? Well, I call it payback for when my children were little and didn't tidy their rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird? Do you think of grandparents as being like, like like really nice and caring and a little bit innocent in many ways? Yeah. But as you can hear here from Sandra, there's 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 like a malice under there, isn't there? There really is, Bush. They, they, they've been playing us like fiddles for all these decades. Don't give them any ideas about something to buy. Sandra, well, we do appreciate you breaking rank. Thank you very much. OK, no problem. Right, Audrey's on the line. Uh, another person reporting grandparent behaviour. Audrey, what have they done? Yeah, so um, on multiple occasions, my parents, don't get me wrong, are fantastic, and they look after, you know, they looked after my son when he was younger. He's now a giant 19-year-old. Uh-huh. But on very frequent occasions, I pick him up after the weekend. We get about half an hour into the journey, so we've got an hour left. Projectile vomit all over the car, all over the car, all down him, all over the seat in front, all over the back seat, under the front seat, just absolutely and utterly everywhere. Why, what's the reason for this? What have they been feeding him? Well, this is it. Nothing, nothing new, and you know, nothing new, nothing different that he hasn't already had before. Um, blatantly just filled with food, sugar, and run around like a hyperactive <laughs> monster. Um, so. So, yeah, I'm afraid I made them valet the car because it was absolutely disgusting and I couldn't get it out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What, you you drive back and you get them to clean it? No, 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 I drove back home and called them up. What have you been feeding him? Oh, nothing, nothing, Uh yeah. And um, unfortunately, yeah, um, it was unsalvageable one car seat later. Um, (laughs) So an hour's drive back, I'd stripped, got a stop to the lay-by, stripped my son, so he's there in his clean nappy, with the windows down. I think on one occasion it was the winter as well. It was bloody awful. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's, uh, let's give your, just have your parents' first names. You don't need their surnames. Ian and Anita. Ian Ian and and Anita. Anita, right. Yes. Yep. Send the invoices to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> She's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride. They've got a ticket to ride. We'll get you there. Three ferries have left for the Isle of Wight. There are still... Six to go. 
Good maths. A live <laughs> maths. Very much, yes. Frustratingly slow maths, actually. Uh, six Absolute Radio ferries still to go. Uh, you could be on them. It's the Absolute Radio 60s ferry to depart today. Yeah, just looking on the timetable. It's leaving in a minute. Yeah, it is leaving. In fact, I, I think I've seen them dropping the uh, anchor right now. You really have got this nautical terminology <laughs> down pat. Off they go, but I've got a feeling the captain's going to fire that horn and we'll miss out on lyrics again. She's got a ticket to What did we just miss out on? Now, interestingly, it is actually the same song as our theme music. Playing with your minds. <laughs> but what were the lyrics that the Captain's Horn went over the top of? Let's have a listen again. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. What were the lyrics uh, that we all missed out on? Lionel reckons he knows. How are you, Lionel? Evening, chat. I'm good, thanks very much. Have you had a good uh, Thursday so far, overall, Lionel? So far, so good. Can't complain, thank you. It's a good name, isn't it? I've not, I don't think I've ever met a Lionel before. You ever met a Lionel? Uh, no, I don't think I have, actually. I mean, the most famous Lionel these days is uh, obviously Messi. I, I was thinking Blair or Lionel Richie. I've gone Messi. Yeah, not, not for the first time on this Who show. Who would you say was the most famous Lionel? Lionel? Um, I would have to say Messi. Fair enough. You want to, I guess if there's out of the three Lionels, if there's one you want to ally yourself with, it's Lionel Messi, the brilliant football player. Three Lionels on a shirt. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what were... We, we won't explore your name any longer. Uh, Lionel, what were the missing lyrics? But she don't care. Let's have a listen. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. And she don't care. Yes. yes! Lionel, you are off to the Isle of Wight Festival with weekend camping passes. Right, guys, what I'd actually like to do is, for your um, 24-hour session, is ask you to put those in an auction and see what you can raise for them. Oh, that's very nice of oh, you. wow, Lionel. Lovely oh, Lionel, that's what we're going to know you as on this show. Are <laughs> yes. you sure that's very kind of you? You don't have to do that, but that's very kind of you if so. I, I don't, but no, I, I think it's a great idea. It's a great charity you're doing this for, so please see what you can raise and donate the tickets. Wow. Lovely man. Oh, we're blown away. Thank you very much, Lionel. We will do just that. That's your wishes. Brilliant. Good lad for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Thank you so much. There you go. That's your home time show. As we said at the beginning, whetting your appetite for the uh, 24-hour jukebox, playing all your songs that we're going to do in aid of and in honour of the Teenage Cancer Trust. And you can get requesting songs right now at, at our website, absoluteradio.co.uk. And the big day is the 30th of September. You can also get donating right now. Text GIVE5 to 70500. That would donate £5. GIVE10 to 70500. Donate £10. There's a pattern going on here. Give 20. I'm not even going to continue. You know what to do. <laughs> uh, Teenage Cancer Trust will receive 100% of your donation. Texts get charged at your donation amount plus one standard network message. Uh, for all the terms and conditions, absoluteradio.co.uk.